knows that now in the light, the vanguard is here and they will be polite. The roaring is stirring, the cult's getting brash. Our heroes must stop in the salt and dash. Hunt all the retalents and give them the blade. Civilization they're trying to save. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master Kevin, going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Cinnamon, the Tabaxi Warlock. And Shane. That's me playing Karadius, the human uh, fighter rogue. And Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Lieutenant Leandra Fields, a hunter ranger. And John. Hey, I am Mimir, the cleric of Bachmut, Dragonborn, and quite British. Do you regret picking that voice yet? Not yet, but if I ever have to give a long speech, I might. <laughs> All right, so last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, you had been teleported to the city of Vorn in search of an ancient green dragon in the swamps of the Great Salt Marsh. Um, Swamp is not a marsh. Well, it's it's the name of the area. <laughs> it's like the Everglades. Not all the Everglades is swamp. None of the Everglades is swamp. It's marsh. <sighs> <laughs> so, uh, you took a boat... Uh, across the uh, the channel here over to this uh, marsh area where you were dropped off um, by some boatmen in a skiff that wished you luck. So, um, as you look out over the marsh here and um, you all can see the current map, you are here um, to the south of Warren and the northernmost uh, portion of the Great Salt Marsh. So, as you look out, basically what you see is um, mostly water um, with some uh, grasses and uh, these lily pads and flowers poking up out of the water. Um, the water is currently, if you are a medium-sized creature, up to about mid-thigh. Um, some of the, the shorter of you, it's probably up to your waist. Um, the water here is very warm. Uh, it's very briny. Um, you're picking up a lot of uh, salt in your nose along with um, rotten vegetation. And as you look out over this, it goes on and on for about as far as you can see because this area is like super flat there you don't see really any trees uh, or any sort of elevated topography it just seems like it's just this as far as you can see so you're gonna start walking and walking and walking and um, it's very hard going this is a uh, difficult uh, terrain um, you're going to continue for probably about a half mile and you can see that the land's rising up slowly whereas the water before 
was uh, about mid-thigh. It's uh, down um, to your knee and below. And you continue on through that for about a mile. And then um, it rises up again. And at this point, uh, the water is about ankle deep. And you look out and you start um, seeing um, like spaces of, of water and like little rivulets and channels um, that go through this area. The grass is much shorter. Um, as you're, you're walking through, it's uh, scratching your knuckles and um, after walking for so long and moving through this, uh, your skin gets to, little, get to be a little raw. Uh, that is if you don't have scales or fur. So basically just you, uh, Radius. Um, you look down and you start, you can see some ticks um, that have started to affix themselves to your clothing. Um, the insects here are just swarming you. It's unrelenting as uh, mosquitoes and gnats um, basically come towards you in clouds. You're smacking them off, but you're still getting bit. You've got these these gnats that are in your eyes, and you know you'll take a breath every now and then, and you'll suck one up your nose. You know, as you're trying to keep your mouth closed, probably anyway, even though this is exhausting walking through, just to keep the bugs out of your um, mouth. Um, so you're going to continue on um, like this for probably about. Um, the better part of the day you don't feel like you've gotten very far maybe about five miles um, but as as difficult as the the train is here you know walking through all this water your feet keep getting sucked down into the mud you have to pull out and uh, you, you just get exhausted and um, the sun's starting to go down and you start looking for a place that um, may be dry enough to set up camp. Um, give me a survival check, somebody. Probably Leandra, since she's the uh, ranger, if you took survival. I didn't, but it's fine. <laughs> Ooh, crit. So you continue on um, for probably another 30 minutes or so. And you are going to find what's basically a island in the middle of all this muck. Um, you'll, you know, walk through, you know, a watery part, and then you walk up on this piece of land, thinking this is just more grass, but maybe it's not as deep as where the water is exposed. And um, you actually find some land here, while not necessarily. Uh, dry land it is elevated and uh, more solid uh, than the mud and muck that you've been uh, walking through and this is towards the end of the day I take it yeah you've yeah. probably uh, actually so like w gone further than you would uh, normally but you know you you're not going to be able to like go out and probably search for game or firewood um, which is where the portable campsite uh, that you were given is going to come in handy. Yep, let's uh, let's set up camp here. Uh, let's get the portable campsite out and get that taken care of. 
I will. Yes, let's get out of this muck. All right. Um, so you pull out this backpack and you unbuckle it and open the flap and magically it kind of animates on itself as it folds out and folds out and folds out and you see like these tent posts um, pop up with canvas attached to them and um, you have what's basically like a, a 25 foot but 25 foot um, square like magical tarp canvas that lays out across this uh, swampy island and you look around and there's five tents and a fire pit and uh, wood in the middle of it that's set up for a fire um, although if you're going to make one you're probably just going to make it for cooking or whatever uh, because it is even with the sun going down it is probably about 90% humidity and maybe like 95 or 96 degrees down here and if uh, you've been walking <laughs> in armor uh, you have not been having a great day uh, I'm gonna need everybody to give me a uh, constitution saving throw please 14 even leather armor, or am I good? Uh, well, I mean, you've got leather armor on, but you're also covered in fur. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, if you've got, like, uh, medium or uh, heavier armor, you're going to be rolling with disadvantage. Disadvantage, that would be a 12. In that case, I got a 2. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you're wearing heavy armor. Question, Kevin. Yes? Since my... I have breastplate, which I think counts as... Medium. Heavy armor? Oh, it counts as... Okay, it's medium. And you said medium gets disadvantage as well? Correct. But since you've got the mithril property, does it... I think that yeah, only... Uh, I think that only, that property only counts for stel uh, like stealth checks, right? There's and whether or not you can wear it. Right. So I'll, I'm going to say with the mithril, um, you would not be rolling at disadvantage, even though it's medium armor. Because, like, the whole conceit of it being mithril is it's lighter. Sick. Okay, because I rolled a natural one on my disadvantage roll. All right. So, yeah, so... Uh, Everybody except uh, Heradius is going to take one level of exhaustion. At least my stupid thick uh, constitution bonus is helpful for something. You're, you're dummy thick. <laughs> <laughs> the clap of my constitution saves keeps alerting the guards. <laughs> so uh, you all settle in, you know, maybe make some food for the night. Um, but you, most of you, well, everybody except Heradius, um, who's had, you know, soldier training and who's used to force marches, um, you're all just dead tired and, uh, it's probably, you're, you're not going to be long for consciousness. Um, do you, you want to set up watches? Yes. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll take first, I guess. I'll take second. Third. I'll take last, I guess. Okay. 
Um, so first watch comes up. Um, give me a perception check, Heradius. I will attempt to perceive nine. Um, so the land here is pretty flat and you can, if anything's moving out here, um, and there's about a, there's a half moon right now. So while not completely lit up, um, you can see pretty well here just for the fact that there's a lot of water, uh, that the moon's reflecting off of and the grasses here, um, are probably about two feet high. Um, so anything that would be, you know, larger than that, you would be able to see moving around. Um, you have seen some movement, um, that you think is probably some like large bird um, that is out here in the marsh. Um, but other than that, your watch is pretty uneventful. Exciting. Uh, next up, I think, is Cinnamon, right? Yes. All right. Perception well, check. Yes. And disadvantage on ability checks. Does that count for skill checks as well? Uh, well, I mean, your skills are related to your ability. Hold on, let me look it up real quick, just so we know for I think for it sure. is disadvantage on that. But skills aren't abilities. Well, they're ability checks, but then you get proficiency bonuses with them. Yeah, so an ability check, every, all of your skills are based on an ability. So, like, you know, your perception's based on wisdom, your acrobatics is based on dexterity. So, yeah, that would account. Yeah, and at no point in exhaustion do you get a disadvantage or anything on a skill check, so it almost certainly counts as disadvantage. Correct. Yep. Say nine. Um, much the same. Um, you switch shifts with Heradius, and Heradius is like, yeah, it was uneventful, saw bird just about basically it um but as you are looking out over here uh, being a tabaxi you've got pretty good vision um you're not really seeing anything and as far as like your hearing is concerned um you're having really a hard time hearing anything that would be you know basically outside the the radius of your campsite just because there's this cacophony of like frogs and insects and it's just a wash of light We're being noise. attacked by a cacophone yeah it's just a wash of noise from like all the insects and, and creatures out here which is kind of comforting a little bit if you're trying to sleep but it's also like disconcerting and worrying if uh you are trying to keep watch out of here. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, who's got next watch? That would be me. Okay, give me a perception check. 23. All right, um, so with a 23, um, much the same, your hearing's extremely dampened just for the fact that you've got this basically- Sorry, disadvantage, only a 20. Uh, <laughs> well, even with a 20, um, it, it's hard to hear anything just for the fact that you are within hundreds of square miles of basically what's a, a white noise machine. 
Um, as you're looking, would be that too. Yeah. So uh, as you're looking out, um, probably about um, fifty yards for the campsite, um, you are going to hear this squalling that comes up uh, above the the rest of the cacophony, as it sounds like um, there is like some sort of uh, creature, perhaps uh, some sort of uh, like large like mammal or rodent um that is being attacked i will sigh and say that's the way of nature no, that's the way of nature i suppose oh little, little um so you watch out over that area for the you know next 30 minutes or so uh, but within like the the first like two minutes or so um the commotion dies down and you don't see any movement um that would be it, it looked like it was coming from like the edge of like one of these like uh, uh islands that you're on and in the water um but after the first two minutes or so the commotion stops you watch the area for about another 30 minutes and you don't see anything all right well i will wake up leandra and return to my all right uh so leandra Perception check. I'm guessing it's a perception yep. check. Oh, nine. Um, wow, there's a lot of nines <laughs> going on today. Um, so, um, much the same as uh, Heradius and uh, Cinnamon. Um, the night goes on fairly uneventful. Um, you see. You know, movement in the water a couple of times that look like there's some sort of like waterfowl, like a uh, duck or some other bird. But uh, other than that, um, the rest of the night goes uneventfully. All right, uh, then I'll wake everyone up. Okay, so as uh, everybody wakes up, give me another constitution saving throw. Murder With, one? Yep. Yeah. 17. Uh, we have nice. disadvantage on these. Uh, no, not on saving throws. That's on your third oh, level. Okay. Well, either way, twenty-one. Four. What a man! Double crit, baby. Nice. All right. So, Leandra and Cinnamon. Um, maybe it's the the fact that you're tabaxis and you may be more sensitive to. Um, like things buzzing around you or touch, um, but you've had a difficult night trying to sleep um, because you are almost incessantly being swarmed and bitten um, by mosquitoes as you're, you're sitting there or you're lying there trying to sleep. Um, you can feel them buzzing around your face and uh, your nose. Uh, you've either breathed some in. Um, this is not going to count as a long rest for you. So any spells um, are going to... Uh, um, you don't regain any spells if you've cast them, and you're also going to gain a second level of exhaustion. Gotcha. So, You're going to kill us here in this marsh. Maybe. Depends on your saves. 
So currently your speed is halved. All right, so um, you all get up, um, you start making breakfast. Um, the rest of you notice that uh, Leandra and Cinnamon are kind of dragging. I will uh, slow down to meet their pace. All right. So you are going to travel um, for probably about uh, half the day. And um, you are slowed even further, even though you are now on a point where you are hitting more patches of land and it almost throws you off balance because like you're, you're going through this uh, uh, the, the marsh here and you know your feet are sinking down in the mud and then you're, you're walking through like grass and trying to follow this direction and then all of a sudden you'll hit dry land and you'll kind of like stumble forward just because uh, you know you're, you're not used to that motion um, but you're going to travel uh, for probably about seven miles uh, or no, actually that you would probably be able to make it about 10 miles this day um, because you're not walking in waist deep water um, but uh, you'll um, go about uh, 10 miles and give me another survival check uh, Leandra oh, seven all right, so you're you're looking for another one of these uh, pockets of dry land, and um, about the the best you can find before you're just given up for the day is this uh, area that's not exactly um, like dry or hard, but it's a little less muddy than the rest, and, and you all decide that uh, this is probably about you know as good as you're going to find but while you still got energy for the day um so you pull out the uh, portable campsite and make camp again for the night um thank god we have this portable campsite right it's pretty great if only we had something to drive away insects that'd be pretty great too mosquito nets maybe if we had an argonian with us that would help um do you have any do you have any like extra cloaks or anything like that you might be able to make a makeshift mosquito net i have smith's tools can i uh use my clinks to scare them away <laughs> nah let's just light a really fun Wait. a whole lot of fires oh my god shane yeah you have that bag of herbs, right? Yeah. Can you pull out citronella? <laughs> Roll for citronella. Like, uh, that's an actual herb. But is it edible? I think so. so Hold like, on. Uh, let, let, me, let me look up citronella real quick. Google it. I don't know if it counts as a spice. It's used more as a perfume. And it is essential oil in perfume. Citronella is an essential oil obtained from the leaves and stems of different species of lemongrass. Simbo yeah, lemongrass. So yeah, it's an it, yeah. We if you pull out if you pull lemongrass, lemongrass out of your of your herb bag and we burn it, it, some of that essential oil would happen. 
so uh, out of nowhere, Heradius, um, this uh, woman that you went to high school with named Karen <laughs> comes out of the swamp and says, uh, how would you like to invest in a, an incredible business opportunity? I gun her down. I would care. <laughs> <laughs> As she pulls out a uh, a sample pack of uh, essential oils, yeah. Uh, describe your describe so your spice pack. What does the description I, say? Sorry, describe the spice pouch. Correct. Uh, so I have it up. Uh, somebody holding a Heward's handy spice pouch is a magic pouch that is able to produce any season. Let me find the stat block because this website's not what I'm looking for. Uh, bell pouch appears empty and has 10 charges while holding the pouch. You can use an action to spend blah, blah, blah. Uh, speak the name of any non-magical food seasoning such as salt, pepper, saffron, cilantro and remove a pinch of the desired seasonings from the pouch. Uh, a pinch is enough to season a single meal. The pouch regains 1d6 plus 4 expended charges daily. Roll me a percentage uh, die. Percentage die? Sure thing. Yep. 14. All right. So uh, you speak the name Citronella and reach into this bag and you pull out a pinch of it. I will uh, I'll pull out three pinches and toss it into the fire. Okay. Uh, that lasts for probably about 10 minutes as it is consumed by the flames but uh for that 10 minutes uh you did get a little respite from uh the mosquitoes here exciting yeah it, it seems to work but uh it only lasts for 10 minutes i mean well it was worth trying uh you could try putting up some blankets over the mouth of your tent it's about a blanket fort or a cloak um which may keep the mosquitoes out, but it also has the uh, added benefit of keeping all your body heat in here as well. Sorry, did you say added benefit? Sure. If, it, if, if you were in the Arctic, it would be a benefit, wouldn't it? It's a I feature, mean, not, not a bug. It has the added effect. Added effect. It's a feature, not a bug. We've got too many bugs around here. All right. So, uh, watches, same as before. Heradius, give me a perception check. Uh, not even an ask. Just saying it's the same way. Wow. 23. Uh, it's actually a 10. Oh, no. You passed yours before. Yeah, I'm a Grecian god. Why would I be disadvantaged in the swamp? Um, so, um, much the the same before the your watch goes by uneventfully you see some critters out in the distance being critters out in a dangerous environment doing their circle of life thing uh cinnamon give me a perception yeah. check as a 15 um so with the 15 um you're looking out over the campsite here um you are going to see um, some movement about 70 yards away as this uh, like dark shape 
um, comes uh, flying off of the water and up in the sky and away from you. Um, I think it's probably some large bird or something, but uh, the rest of your watch goes by uneventfully. All right, who's next? Mimi? Yep. 19. All right, so uh, about halfway through um, your watch, um, you kind of get like that thousand yard stare and um, you are surprised and uh, not yell, yell out, but like yelp as a um, frog um, jumps up and lands on you. Just a little guy. Nothing really yeah, to... Yeah, but uh, is it poisonous? Venomous? Toxic? Uh, not that you know of. Well, we'll see. Give me a nature check. Nine. Uh, <laughs> all frogs look the same to you, really. Uh, Leandra. Yep. Perception check, please. 17. All right, so... Um, as the sun begins to come up over the marsh here, um, your watch goes uneventfully as well. Uh, need everybody to give me another constitution saving throw, please. 18. Four. Seven. Another four. <laughs> All right, so uh, everybody except for... Radius um, is going to take one more level of exhaustion. Uh, what's everybody's exhaustion levels right now? Zero. Two. Three. Looks like. Two. Oh wait, are we at three? I thought we were at two. Are we at two? I think this is a third check. If you failed each of them. Oh, is this the third check? Then yeah. it's three. I no, we didn't have yesterday. to do the first one because we have fur. No, you that was it gave you disadvantage on on that. Right, okay. Then yeah, we're at three. And the the first day of that check was just for the fact that you weren't used to this heat moving through here, but by the second day you're a little bit more acclimated, so you you've only been doing checks right now to see if you can sleep. Because of all the, the bugs. Alright, so what was uh, Sorry. Can we see on the map where we are in relation to our goal? Uh, yes. All right. So you are trying to go here, and uh, you're on the wrong I map. I still see. Oh, hold on. I still see Pacha. <laughs> All right. So you started here. This is where you're trying to get to, right here. And each one of these squares is about uh, 10 miles. We're like... So you're you're like about here. You haven't made it to um, near Chore yet. And now our speed is halved. Correct. Bannons, I suggest we take the time to fully rest. We seem to be not doing so well in this God's Forsaken Marsh. I was actually just thinking that. What if we took an extra day to just rest, relax, 
It'll take us another two days to get, uh, three days to get to chore anyway. We might as well stop and try to get some of our, try to rest up a bit. Perhaps if we gather some of these marsh grasses, we could burn them, produce prodigious amounts of smoke to drive away the insects and perhaps get some true rest. Not a terrible idea. All right, so are you just going to hang out here at this, like, campsite? Or are you going to try to find, like, drier land and move a couple miles? Uh, what's your plan? I thought the campsite made the land drier under us. It like, is, was, but it's like... Uh, it is, but it's still... It, it's dry, but still, if there's nothing underneath it to support it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like uh, if you were on a 25... Uh, foot by 25 foot uh, waterbed. Oh, weird. Comfy. <laughs> Maybe. If that's what you're And into. besides, um, the cats now have disadvantage on their uh, uh, saving throws, so they will get exhausted faster if we try to go in. Yep. Yeah. I'll maintain the fire and the smoke if you guys want to go ahead giving me a uh, dancing room PTSD no one remembers that the room we had to dance across oh yeah that oh, one yes. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were referencing like a game or something no no you know anything past uh, past about four hours ago I've already forgot <laughs> Alright, so what's the plan? Uh, stay here and rest. I'll fan the flames and then continue smoke on to the stairway to bud. Just take a day of rest as a Okay. Yes. So, um, you spend the entire day. Give me a... Uh, well, actually, you won't need the survival check for this, because as you remember, uh, you were given a bag of holding that had uh, a bunch of camping supplies including wood um, but you're also go out and grab some uh, some of these reeds and grasses that are a little bit on the damper side that make a, uh, a uh, like a dirty smoke that's um, actually kind of pleasant smelling uh, on the fire um, Oh no, are we going to get high? Uh, give me a constitution <laughs> saving throw. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, tripping balls on marsh grass. <laughs> um, but it, you, we'll say that you spend uh, the day here. I want to put a marker on the map here just so we know where we are. Yeah, that's, that's good right there. Um, so... You spend the, the day out here trying to rest. Uh, everybody give me a constitution save. Disadvantage for the catters. Uh, seven. Eleven. Three. Eight. <laughs> All right, so... Did we drive away the insects with the smoke, though? Uh, you did, which helped the DC tremendously. Uh, but still, that three is going to fail. 
So does everybody, the eight fail? Uh, the eight does not fail. So everybody, uh, except for uh, Cinnamon, is going to get an exhaustion level back. And Cinnamon's going to take another level of his exhaustion. Guys, take another level. Make my tombstone here, because this is like the Oregon Trail. That I means uh, that's four, so you... in hot, warm places. It's also moist, though. And it's, at this point, it's not about the heat so much. I mean, it is about the heat, just because, I mean, it's hot, but it's also about being able to get that long rest in with having all these insects buzzing around you. Now, if somebody had, like, a spell like... Uh, uh, Leoman's tiny hut or magnificent mansion would have been really helpful. Hey, don't look at I me. I'm a warlock. Spell. I don't have enough spell slots for that. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're able to get through this day and night uh, without anything happening. Um, but your companion, Cinnamon, is uh, looking pretty rough. Um, you pull out the map and you think if you, well, your speed still halved, if you probably within the next day and a half or two days, you think you could make it to chore. I should have been casting bless this whole time. <laughs> it only lasts for a minute though, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, but if I cast it before you need to make your con check, then... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that <laughs> way. Add to that roll. <laughs> uh, do you have lesser restoration? Uh, maybe? Yes, I do. I don't have it memorized. <laughs> I don't think it affects exhaustion, though, does it? Uh, is it lesser or greater uh, that affects end exhaustion? either one disease or condition affecting it. Condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. I think it's greater restoration that gets you the exhaustion levels back. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about that. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. It's okay, guys. I'll just use Summon da Greater Demon and just destroy the entire surrounding area, and uh, then we'll have dry ground or something. Yeah, that's. It says it's greater restoration is exhaustion, which. I mean, does it make any sense to me why that's greater restoration and not lesser restoration? Oh well, looks like Cinnamon's gonna die. Oh well. Oopsies. No, Alright, so uh, are, you, are we moving? Yes. We're I moving. will go ahead and carry Cinnamon. Aww. Because right. I'm strong enough to do that. All right, so... Take it back, ride, comrade. I'll be right back, guys. Okay. So you wake the next morning. Um, you start... You pack up the campsite, start moving out. Um, after about a mile, the land is uh, going to get a lot more solid. Um, so not as much effort to move. Um, you're moving at pretty good speed, even though 
um, uh, Mew Mew, um, you did not have a, an exhaustion level that would reduce you to half speed. You are moving half speed carrying uh, cinnamon. Mage Man gets five days within a within the swamp, and he's about to die. <laughs> so, um, you got two options here. You can continue on this path here, and then try to cut um, west to Chore, or you can try to take a shortcut um, this way to Chore. Um, looking at the map, it looks like um, it would take you less time maybe to get here, but uh, there does appear to be some water features here like lakes. Uh, there's a large lake north of Chor. Um, you don't know how deep that is or what other swampiness there may be, um, but it looks like this area here is a little bit drier as notated by um, looking on this map like the darker places um, appear to be like more swampy whereas the lighter places um, appear to be more dry I we're following we, uh, an actual path I think we should stay on the path same I don't think any, any good's happened from uh, taking a shortcut in a place we don't know okay so it Especially is going one without landmarks of any kind that we can see from a distance. Okay, so it you think it's going to take you a little bit longer, but maybe the travel is not going to be uh, as hard. So um, you are currently probably about right here. So you think it may take you about another day and a half uh, to two days, depending on um, how difficult the terrain is here. So if you stay on the path, you're going to make it to about right here um, for the night before uh, you have to uh, bed down. Um, thankfully, you have found um, um, the plate. The, the land here is, uh, while a little bit muddy, um, you can find some dry spots that are covered in grasses. So you set up the campsite again and... Uh, We'll say that uh, the night goes uneventfully, uh, but I'm going to need everybody give me a Constitution saving throw. Sixteen. It's going to be another would bless three. Help with that? Sorry. Would bless help with that? No. Bless only lasts for a minute. Like your exhaustion, this will be over the course of eight hours. So unless you can cast it every minute for eight hours, it's not going to. Nine. Nine. Okay. So it looks like everybody passed except for Cinnamon, which uh, you're now at five levels of exhaustion. Yep. One more and I'm dead, and my speed is reduced to zero. So someone has to carry well, me. I did carry him. Oh, well, that's too bad. So. You're going to have to do it again. No, I'm just saying, Did would he have gotten exhaustion by being carried? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not about movement at this point. It's about being able to sleep. But uh, speaking of that, I would say you and your your medium armor and carrying cinnamon, um, you would make yours Damage. with disadvantage. <laughs> so you still passed. So I'm up to two. Uh, no, you still passed with a five. So DC is not high. 
It's just Blake's rolling for shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, you get up the next morning, and um, I guess you're carrying cinnamon again. Mm-hmm. Um, you could try to build like a uh, a sled or a travoy. Yeah. Perhaps even a uh, stretcher. Is there a stretcher inside of the bag of holding that they gave us? Uh, there's not, but you could take a a cloak and some rope and you know a couple of tree branches and make one. There are trees in the marsh. Nice. You are starting to see like some um, of these large kind of like uh, what do they call the uh, the cypress trees? The ones that basically like are live in water. I think you mean mangrove. Mangrove, yeah. So, uh, if you want to make a stretcher, uh, give me a survival check and see if you can make like a uh, a sled or something. Oh. Yeah, I mean this this isn't like an advanced technology. So you hack off a couple of branches, get some rope, and uh, take a blanket and um, tie between that so let's say you and uh, another person could uh, carry um, cinnamon with uh, out much trouble if there's two people I will uh, I'll carry one side of the stretcher on our okay um, so I'm not going to make you do checks or anything like that your cinnamon's not that heavy and uh your two uh, big beef boys should be able to handle it pretty easily. Especially with my strength of 21. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll say around probably 7 o'clock that night, sun's going down when you start seeing uh, light um, from fires um, up ahead, probably no more than like half a mile away. And uh, you, judging by the map and your path, you're pretty sure that this is the uh, the city of Chor. So you travel on for about a another 15 minutes or so, and you are going to reach the outside or the outskirts of this uh, village. Um, not really like a, a city, calling it a town may be generous. Um, but out here in the middle of the salt marsh, uh, this gathering of, of people who've staked out their claim on this uh, fairly large patch of uh, dry land, uh, call this place home. Um, it is um, about 8 o'clock when you roll in. The sun's just going down. Um, most of the houses here... Um, appear to be either like lean-tos or shacks um, that have been built. Um, looking around, you estimate there's probably maybe four to five hundred structures here. Um, but, you know, they're small and it's kind of survivalist and minimalist. Um, you see... Um, people out on here, if you could call it streets, it's 
basically areas, you know, between, you know, clusters of these these shacks and lean-tos. Um, they don't really pay that much attention to you. Um, you're seeing all kinds of, of races um, from, like, wood elves. Uh, you see a couple of dwarves, um, some humans. Um, most of them... Um, appear to be scantily clad um, just for the fact that there's it's so hot and so humid here um, they're not wearing a lot <laughs> um, you're also seeing other races that you while not considered necessarily like you know savage you they're not very uh, ubiquitous in say like a town setting so you look around and you're going to see some lizard folk here cool um, everybody seems to be about their own business and you know while mostly like you know clicks of you know races here and races there you are seeing some intermingling between some of the lizard folk and, and wood elves and, and humans. Um, you see a couple of tieflings. Um, but uh, you walk around and um, is there anything that you're looking for here? And then Okay. Um, Mosquito netting. So as you like look around you are noticing that even like the the lean-tos here have this um fine um like see-through mesh um which you think is uh, mosquito netting um shacks have it over their doors and windows so it seems to be pretty necessary out here in the uh in the wilds of the uh, great salt marsh um you're looking around and you're not really seeing um, anything that you would normally equate to as like a like a, an inn or anything like that. All the structures here pro are like one level, um, you know, probably no higher than like eight feet. Uh, is there any like sizable congregation of people nearby? Like say. Uh well, it's not like it's the town square and they're all having a shindig. You know, there's people, you know, outside their homes um, or their shacks cooking dinner over a fire. Um, you see, you know, a group of um, like men, maybe about five of them, a um, couple of wood elves, a tiefling and a lizard folk that um, appear to be drinking and sharing like a, a jug of something. Uh, I would like to approach uh, one of the people like cooking dinner or something like outside on a fire. Okay, so uh, you are moving through the town and um, this uh, wood elf woman and appears to be her daughter um, kind of like you're looking around and they look up and like meet eyes with you and the woman's eyes linger for a moment and then she turns back to her child to talk about something uh, I'll approach uh, after handing off uh, the stretcher to somebody else I can hey, excuse me 
Uh, would you? Sorry to interrupt, uh, but my friend here is in a bit of trouble. Would you happen to know anybody that can help us out? Oh yeah. What? 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 What's What's wrong with uh, What's wrong with your friend? Uh, he's a uh, He's a bit of a magic type, so he's not very. Uh, uh, he's really susceptible to the dangers of the swamps on the way here. Oh well, it's a. Uh... That's uh, sad to hear. Um, well, we don't uh, wouldn't say that we got like any doctors or clerics or anything, but uh, there's a uh, shaman Hugh that lives uh, down the street. He's kind of the the medicine man here, I guess. If uh, he also does like teeth extractions and and stuff like that, he's got some herbs. He I don't he may be able to help you out. I I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not familiar with anything about magic or anything like that. Sounds good to me. Appreciate the help. No, okay, uh, take care. You too. And then I'll go make my way back to the group and tell them immediately about the the healer man. Okay. As a warlock, shouldn't Cinnamon have a higher constitution? Well, I do. I have a constitution of 14. You just roll really shitty. I I always do. Every time there's like a series of skill checks we need to do or a series of saves, like I roll like shit. That's that's just how it is with me. I've come to accept that. He, he rolled two natural ones in a row. And a two. You're a bad friend. Rough times in the swamp. Are you talking to cinnamon or the dice? <laughs> Both. <Just> like... <laughs> <laughs> needs to be better well uh yeah let's uh let's go to the magic man the healer alright so you move down the street and you ask around and you know not really gruff but kind of like terse and kind of wary of strangers you know somebody you'll just you'll ask and you know they'll say oh healer here and they'll point down the street and uh, you walk for probably about uh, an eighth of a mile or so, and you're going to see a large tent. And uh, outside of it, there is a uh, um, sign that says uh, Shaman Hume in common. How pedestrian. Uh, I will knock on the door. Is, okay. it, is the door open or is it, it open? it's a flap on a tent uh, I'll knock on the wood structure to the, that it's attached to okay so you hear come in I'll wave to everybody to follow me in okay there's probably not enough room for everybody in here uh, the tent is probably about uh, 15 feet by 10 10 feet uh, as you walk inside, there's this musty smell of, of like, um, of reptile and, um, like herbs and, uh, decay, um, just from the, uh, um, like general bog around here. Um, but as you walk inside, there's some, um, low lit oil lamps in here and, Sitting on the floor um, is this uh, 
kind of not emaciated but scrawny lizard folk um, that is wearing uh, this necklace that's made out of like various bones and teeth um, who's sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor and is um, picking up bones um, like knuckle bones and, and chicken bones and witch bones and stuff off of the uh, the floor and picks it up and shakes it in his hand and throws it back out on the floor and you know motions with his uh, his finger as if to tell you to wait a second and then uh, studies the bones for a moment and then scoops them up and puts them in a pouch and says yes may I help you yeah, uh, I've heard that you're the healer of the of this uh, settlement, I guess. Of chore, uh, yes. Sorry, go ahead, Kevin. Of chore, yes. Perfect. Uh, so we were traveling on our way down, uh, and my friend here kind of succumbed to the elements a little too much. Uh, I was wondering if you'd be able to help him out. What exactly is wrong with him? Extreme fatigue and exhaustion. He's a little pansy. That's not nice. How did... Go ahead, sorry, sorry. That's not nice. And he gets up off of the floor and you see... Um... Now that this lizard folk is uh, standing up, he's probably every bit of like six and a half foot tall, um, but like really scrawny and wiry. And uh, he's going to cross over. Did you bring Cinnamon into the tent or is he outside? Uh, inside, I guess. Okay. So it's in the Cinnamon and uh, So he's going to uh, walk over and take a knee in front of a cinnamon and uh, he takes his his hand and he like rubs it over your brow and then fills your ears and says what is your name tabaxi ah my name is cinnamon I Uh, think uh, it seems you are somewhat coherent you feel like you are burning up. I do not know if that is unusual for tabaxi or not. I have not treated many of you. But you feel very hot. How are you feeling? I, I feel like I've been run over by a horde of bugbears. Yeah, I see no marks upon you, so I... Uh, Assume that is your attempted humor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm very tired. That's that's the long and short of it. I don't feel well. Like I, I have a a cold or something, but without the cough and the. the well, let me take a look at you. And uh, he begins like an examination and he starts like poking around on you and he like pokes you around like your stomach and he's like, does this hurt? 
and then you know uh, he'll no not not there and then he like picks up your like arms and like w- lets go of them and lets them fall like this is like you know some sort of a examination that you've never heard of or you know what this is meant to diagnose um, but uh, he'll also take like your mouth and open it up and take the lamp and like look inside your mouth and he's like, yes, yes, yes. And uh, after about 10 minutes of this, he's like, well, I don't see anything that's immediately wrong with you. Perhaps you'll just need some rest. Here, take this. And he walks over to a table and you see him pick up a root and put it in a mortar and pestle and grind it up and put some in a uh, pouch and uh, he's going to hand it to you uh, Heradius and says uh, give this to him three times a day in hot water similar to how you would do tea it would help him sleep I think that's the only thing he needs at this point if he does not feel better in a couple of days bring him back and Perhaps I will do a more thorough examination. But I believe this will help. Sounds good to me, boss. Uh, what's the payment? Uh, that'll be two copper. I will hand him a silver. Uh, thank you. You're very generous. Indisposable help comes with the indisposable payment. Mm, yes. I have not seen you around before. Are, are you assuming you are not from Chorter? No, we're uh, we're from uh, Kevin. I've forgotten the name. Help me. Um, you're from kind of all parts, but uh, you started out in Kala. We came together we're, in Kala. Uh, we were all enlisted into the uh, into the. Uh, Jesus Christ, it's been Vanguard. two weeks and I've forgotten literally everything. Yeah, Vanguard. It's been literally two weeks. How am I forgetting everything? Uh, yeah, we uh, congregated with the Vanguard in uh, Kala and we made our way here. I'm not familiar with this Vanguard that you speak of. Is this some sort of military from Vaughn or such? Uh, close enough. As you say. Do you have family here? I don't. Uh, do you guys? Uh, call out to everybody else. Nope. I'm assuming I'm the truth. Sunshire. No, not Sunshire. The thing on the other side of the desert. This is, uh... So, who... Who will you be staying with if you do not have family here? I was hoping there was an inn. I wouldn't say so much as the inn as a uh, place to buy some goods and uh, some spirits and and such, but uh, there's no real what you would call an inn here. About nets. Nets, yes, the those are very essential in chores. That's uh, something that you could buy. You could either 
trade with someone here willing to part with it, or um, perhaps over there at the um, burying worm, I believe uh, Granny would uh, have something like that. She's kind of the matriarch of the uh, the town here, and she runs a uh, a small trading business. Sounds reasonable to me. I guess uh, I guess we'll make our way and get some of those nets and uh, just camp outside of the town limits. As you'll say, she's just a a couple of uh, buildings up the street um, to the north. Uh, it's a large tent and quite a hodgepodge of uh, things lying outside. You probably won't be able to miss it. She's uh, usually outside of her uh, shack in a rocking chair, smoking a pipe this time of evening and enjoying some spirits. Sounds good to me. I guess we'll be on our way. Thanks for the help. As you say, safe travels to you. I will nod and make my way out with the immune sentiment. Okay. So you make your way up the street here and you think you've um, found the place um, that uh, Shaman Hume here was talking about. Um, It is kind of, it looks like there was like a large shack and then there was another shack added onto that and then another like shack added onto that. Nothing matches and it's kind of like this hodgepodge of like structure um that's all of probably about um 40 feet by like 30 feet um outside of it is just like uh it it kind of looks like a junkyard um it's just this hodgepodge of like found items and like you know wood and buckets of like fasteners and nails um you see um, what appears to be like um, some like farming plow equipment, but you're like, I can't imagine anybody out here is trying to cultivate something in the swamp. Um, you see like a stack of saddles and like tack gear. Um, you see another stack that appears to be um, like um, um, like farm implements, like hoes and rakes and, and stuff like that, axes and large sledgehammers um and uh, as you approach there is like this path that's probably about five feet wide that goes through this this junkyard mess up to the front of this shack and you are going to see this kind of um you know for an elf to look old they're pretty damn old and this is a uh wood elf that is uh, rocking back and forth on this uh, chair, uh, rocking chair on the front porch who is um, wearing um, what appears to be like this uh, white uh, linen shirt and she's got these uh, this long um, like uh, brown cotton um, skirt uh, just rocking back and forth and she's got a jug um, in her left hand that's propped up on the uh, arm of this chair 
and she's smoking a pipe uh, with the other and it's this long wooden pipe it's probably about a um, foot and a half long and um, she's got like this gray hair um, that's almost white that's pulled up in a bun at the top of her head and the hair is pulled so tight it looks like it's stretching the skin on her face and she's just rocking and eyeing you as you approach and you get about um, 10 feet up this uh, this little trail through the junk and two dogs just start going nuts and they appear out from the uh, the junk on either side and it's these two black large mastiff uh, dogs they're just barking at you and uh woman says uh and hell it's enough of that get, get away get away we got visitors can i uh help you uh yeah if you don't mind uh the healer healer person down the road said that uh you might be in possession of some uh some bug nets that you might be able to part with you mean him yes uh, he's good people for a lizard uh, yeah. So, what was it you said you needed? Uh, bug nets. Bug, uh, oh, uh, bug nets. Uh, mosquito netting. I got that. Yep. You got something to trade for it? Uh, what are you looking for? We've got, uh, we've got money, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you're trying to barter for Gold's good enough. Not uh, a lot of people around here has got the uh, the silver and the gold in their pocket. Usually have to do some trading, but uh, yeah, silver works uh, just as fine as any uh, pelt or skin. How much you looking for? Uh, I'd say, what do we have, like five tenths, Kevin? Yes. That pop out for, for only four of us. Reasonable. Uh, I think we're looking for about four mosquito nettings yeah how, how much are you covering the building are you covering a, a shack or tent uh tents all right and say four yeah you're probably gonna need about uh i'd say about 50 square feet or so to cut up a bit over your flaps uh i'd say i'd probably just run you about uh Let's say, uh, seven silvers, that sound fair? Sounds good to me. All right. And she gets up from her chair, and uh, but before she does, she puts the, the jug down after taking a swig out of it, and then takes her pipe and taps it out on the uh, arm of the uh, other arm of the chair, and then gets up, and even from... Um, about 20 feet away you can hear like all these bones popping and cracking as she stands up and uh, she walks over um, to another one of these adjoining shacks and and walks inside and uh, after about a minute she pokes her head back out she says uh, you just want the bolt or you want me to cut it up for you uh sure all right. So she goes back in and comes back out about two minutes later. And she has uh, what appears to be like a branch um, 
that has this uh, mosquito netting cloth wrapped around it. And um, she walks over to you, and uh, as she's probably about three feet away from you, you can smell like this raw, like whiskey moonshine spirit just coming out of like every pore of her body. <laughs> um, and she holds out her hand and says, uh, I'll be seeing the silver first. I'll put a gold piece into her hand. <laughs> I don't have change for this. Don't worry about it. Oh, thank you very much, sir. And then she hands you the stick with the uh, netting. I will uh, carry it over my shoulder. Uh, what time of day of it? Day oh, of it's probably time like, of day. It's probably like nine thirty at night right now. Sounds like a sounds like a day to me. I guess uh, we'll go rest up. Thanks for the help. Uh, yes. Good luck to you. Safe travels. I will nod and start making my way away with the uh, with the group. Okay, hey guys. Uh, so I guess we can go ahead and start making camp outside. Make this uh, this tea stuffs for cinnamon. Let us do that until the full photo is recovered. Yeah, and I'm not trying to have to explain why a party member died on the way to the thing without even encountering an enemy. That would be. Rather embarrassing. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I guess you're making camp outside of uh, the village here. Yep. And we'll cut up the uh, the bolts and uh, fit it to our tents. All right. So, you have fashioned mosquito netting outside of these tents, and you're pretty sure you're going to be sleeping much easier tonight. Um, even here, um, out away from the marsh and all the water, there's still a lot of mosquitoes around here, biting insects and flies. Um, but, uh, you make camp for the night, um, say that you brew up some tea for cinnamon, um, which, uh, you take, uh, see do I hear got medicine or nature? I have medicine. I have paper. Okay, uh, give me give me some checks. Nineteen. Wait, I'm still exhausted. Sixteen. Okay. No, because I'm also still exhausted. Okay, uh, Mew Mew, you would know that this is ground up valerian root, which is supposed to help with uh, sleeping. It's ground up valerian. Should help him sleep. So uh, you make a tea and cinnamon, you drink it. It's kind of got like this uh, this bitter flavor to it. Um, but uh, for the first night in a long time um, with the valerian root and being in this uh, tent with a mosquito netting without a mosquito or a fly biting you uh, every minute, you are able to get a full night's sleep. We'll say you set up watches, you know, just keep an eye on things, but um, the night goes uneventfully. Uh, everybody is able to get some sleep this night, and you are going to regain a uh, point of exhaustion. Woohoo! Imagine having to regain points of exhaustion. 
imagine. Or lose a point of exhaustion. I can only imagine. But yeah, that was that was rough. I was like, oh my god, am I going to kill Cinnamon? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't kill Cinnamon. The environment killed Cinnamon. No, I, I would have killed myself. It's my roles. Yeah, I mean, your roles were like, shit. I mean, like... <laughs> They're like, it was like, okay, well, you're getting used to this and that. So the DC's five now. And it's like, oh my God, you felt a DC five twice. <laughs> I feel like you're uh, bad at this game. Yeah. Blake has a hidden luck stat. That's uh, about at a negative 13. But wow. I mean, that that's as low as you can go with exhaustion without being dead. <laughs> Which I uh, I had an encounter planned during that, and I was like, I'm going to give myself a percentage die and see how this is going, you know, because it was like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I could throw this encounter at them right now, or I'm going to kill all of them. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. The hammer gets you what they owe. Have you or a loved one who is a practitioner of the magical arts been injured by lead-based ink? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. I'm a wizard, and I need nimble fingers and a sharp mind. Lead ink took that from me. There was no warning of the side effects of lead on the bottle, and someone must be held responsible. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. The music you heard on this episode was Mist on the Moor and Mystery Bazaar by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.